is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, have the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm your host, Mac Pritchard. I'm also the founder of Max List. It's a job board in the Pacific Northwest that helps you find a fulfilling career. Every Wednesday, I talk to a different expert about the tools you need to get the work you want. Our show is sponsored by Top Resume. Get a resume that can help you find your next job faster. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. Kudos to you if you've updated your LinkedIn profile recently. But LinkedIn is also a great tool for networking with others. Here to talk about five ways you can network on LinkedIn like a pro is Anna Lokotkova. Anna is a career advisor, speaker, and LinkedIn trainer. She helps people tell their professional stories on paper, online, and in person. She joins us today from the city of Calgary in Alberta, Canada. Well, let's get right into it, Anna. Uh, LinkedIn is almost 20 years old. Why do so many people still think it's just a place to copy and post your resume online? Well, that's actually very true, Mac. A lot of people still look at LinkedIn as the place to just copy paste your resume and basically wait for things to happen. But ever since Microsoft took over and bought LinkedIn in 2016, this platform has turned into a much more social, interactive and learning platform that has a completely different experience. Unfortunately, for a lot of professionals, it is still kind of awkward to think of LinkedIn as a social media platform because we're used to thinking, well, when it's social, that means that it's Instagram and Facebook, and it's where we can share pretty much whatever we want. But on LinkedIn, everybody's kind of conscious that, ooh, I have recruiters and employers watching. So am I allowed to say things that are not related to my career? Am I allowed to express my opinions? Is anyone even at all curious or interested to hear my personal or professional stories? So it's been a big shift in terms of the experience of LinkedIn users. And unfortunately, a lot of people still need to catch up with realizing that LinkedIn has a lot more to offer than just a way for you to show your resume online. It's surprising for me to hear that you're hearing from professionals that they feel awkward using LinkedIn as a social networking platform because there are recruiters, because there are employers and hiring managers on the side and they're aware of that. I would think that would be a huge incentive to network, wouldn't it? I, I would think so as well. But unfortunately, in um, you know, for many people, networking is still a very abstract concept. And especially if you're not used to doing it on a you know regular basis, if it's not something that has been part of your life and you've been conscious or about or aware of, a lot of people still um, attach quite a significant um, stigma around networking. And it usually has to do with it being more of a transactional game or, you know, some kind of a, I need to offer something and get something in return, or I have to reach out to people I don't know and ask them for something. And that is a huge barrier for people, especially if it's, again, if it's something new, if it's something that you're not used to doing. So when in my work with most of the clients that I work with, I think that is definitely one of the biggest challenges or hurdles, if you will, to kind of shift that mindset and revise uh, or revamp that understanding of what networking actually means in practice. Well, I know we're going to get to your pro tips in a moment. I, I'm glad you brought that up because what I'm hearing is that whether you do networking virtually or in person, the, the challenges are the same, whatever the, the, the setting. I I, mm -hmm. I do want to ask uh, uh, Anna about 
this idea because it's it's widespread as you know and I, I hear it a lot too people think well if i just put up a great linkedin profile my job is done the employers and recruiters will find me why isn't that true well it's only partially true so of course you do need a great looking profile that you know highlights your expertise and your strengths and really um, opens you up to the opportunities that you're interested in. But the way LinkedIn algorithm works is LinkedIn prefers and likes users who are regularly active on the platform. So again, LinkedIn is thinking in terms of social interaction, in terms of engagement. So if, if you're not active on LinkedIn, if you're not regularly using your profile, you're not checking in, you're not active in your newsfeed, then LinkedIn thinks that, well, that user is not interested in LinkedIn. They are not experiencing everything that we're offering. So maybe they don't like it or they don't want it. And then the algorithm is not going to promote your profile to more people. So think about it this way. If a recruiter or an employer puts in a search, so let's say I'm a recruiter and I'm, and I'm looking for a marketing um, specialist, I would be putting certain um, search keywords, right? So that I make sure that I pull up the profiles that are relevant to what I'm looking for. So the profiles that are going to show up at the top, well, obviously there are different factors that affect how high you show up in those search results. And I'm sure that we might cover some of those things um, in our conversation today. But your activity is definitely one of the biggest factors that LinkedIn algorithm takes into account. So the bottom line is, if you want more people, recruiters, employers, other connections to find you and um, get interested in what you have to offer... The more active you are, the more likely it is to have. You mentioned the algorithm. Do you have to be a premium member of LinkedIn to benefit from networking or for or people who have basic memberships? Can it work for them too? Definitely. Um, I mean, of course, the premium membership offers some perks and additional benefits that might be pretty useful and helpful. And I do recommend that everyone, every person who is interested in learning more about LinkedIn um, uses the uh, one month free trial option because, again, it's free and you can try it out and see if that's something that you need and like. I personally don't have a premium membership. A lot of people that I met through LinkedIn or who are also super active on the platform, they are also using the basic one. So depending on your needs, I would say that there are so many things that you can still do just with the basic one and the premium one may not be necessarily something that you really well, need. Let's get to your tips. Your first pro tip, Anna, is to make sure you have a great profile. What do you mean by this? What does a great profile look like? Well, the number one thing about having a great profile is knowing how to tell your story. Like we mentioned earlier, um, and I'm glad that you brought this up, Mac, is that a lot of people still just copy-paste their resume and, uh, and that's it. That's how people think of, of what LinkedIn profile should look like. But these days, you know, LinkedIn is designed for people to look at. So when you're, when you're writing your resume, you have to think about all the systems and softwares that scan through it and screen candidates. But on LinkedIn, you have a huge opportunity. And that opportunity is to expose yourself to a set of human eyes directly. So make your profile engaging enough to, for those human eyes, because anyhow, it's people who are choosing to reach out to other people or to hire them eventually. So you want to make sure that you're engaging them with a profile that has some marketing elements to it. So in a way, you're thinking about your LinkedIn profile as a way to present your own brand. So if you were a brand and you are the company of one person, 
How would you sell your advantages? How would you make sure that you tell people that something sets you apart from the crowd and that it actually tells a little bit more about your personality and the experience? What is it like to work with someone like you? So a great profile, it first of all has to do with that level of adding some personality and marketing yourself and thinking about yourself as a brand as opposed to just listing a set of responsibilities. So give us some examples of that, Anna, how you see your clients that you work with show their personality and what does the profile that they create that is engaging, what does it look like? What do, what do they do that others don't do? That is a great question. The number one thing um, is definitely your headline. So most of my clients, when they come to me, their headline looks like their job title at name of the company where they're working. And that's it. So that's what 90% of headlines on LinkedIn look like. So adding personality to it means that they think of it as a chance to A, hit the right keywords. So to make sure that your headline covers those searches that recruiters or employers would put in if they're looking for a professional like you. So if, again, we go back to the example of somebody in marketing, it definitely needs to have some more, um, you know, industry or profession-related keywords. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's digital marketing. Maybe it's creative marketing. Maybe it's some other narrow aspect within the area of marketing. And the other thing is like, for example, is combining that into a slogan. So instead of just saying marketing specialist uh, slash digital marketer slash something else, you can actually create a value proposition like a promise. So potentially it could look like, you know, um, transforming your social media presence into revenue or so like around, you know, you, you base that around a specific problem that you help companies to resolve. So that would be one. Okay, so you, if you're not a copywriter, and I'm guessing 99.9% .9 of our listeners aren't, start with the, the benefit, the result, the, the benefit that you offer someone and work back from there to write that headline that's going to be compelling. Is that the approach? Yes, absolutely. So you think about that target audience, right? Again, who are you exactly talking to? Because unless you can somehow narrow that down and understand which organizations you are targeting, then it will be very hard to tailor a, a compelling headline that would, you know, get their interest. And then you think about the main problem that you know how to resolve. And also the main success or the, the outcome or the result of that resolution. So what does that lead to? If you're a social media marketing professional, does that mean that you build social engagement? Does it mean that you help to visualize the brand? Does it mean that you bring sales? Does it mean that you in increase even the market share? Or does it mean that you create a branding strategy? So those things that are tangible and really easy to understand for the person who is thinking, I have a gap in my business. I don't know how to do this. I need a professional who can help me figure this stuff out. So that's the mentality. And that's so the think mindset. about what's in it for the employer. What about the tone of a great LinkedIn profile, Anna? Is, does it have the formality of a resume or do you recommend something different? Not anymore. These days, it does not need to be as formal as a resume. Well, obviously, there are still certain standards, so you potentially wouldn't be able to uh, make it 100% um, conversational. But at the same time, making it more human-voiced, so creating that impression that you're actually in a conversation with another human being, that is definitely a huge trend on LinkedIn. And that goes for every single section of the profile, starting with the headline, the about section, 
every description of your previous roles. You definitely have some room for creativity and that human. And do you recommend writing in the first person uh, saying I or uh, like a resume? Should it be in the third person? Um, for the LinkedIn profile, I absolutely recommend uh, writing in the first person. Again, for the same reason, you are talking directly to the human who has the potential to want to reach out, to talk to you, to learn more. So you want to engage them. And that, that, that way you create that impression that you're actually interacting. And that is much more likely to get them interested and excited. How much time does it take to do this if you're doing this on your own? How much time do you recommend someone spend on... A- creating a great LinkedIn profile? Well, you know, depending on how, um, like depending on the level of the writing skills, it might take, uh, for somebody, it might be pretty quick. For another person, it might take a while. On average, I would say that you definitely want to put in few hours um, into this and quite a bit of thought. And you don't need to think of it as, oh, now I have to like, dedicate an entire day to just revamping my LinkedIn profile. Not at all. You actually can break it down into smaller steps. So let's say if you have a span of a week, maybe every day you just spend 20 to 30 minutes. And for today, you just have one goal, create the headline. Next day, you work on your, you know, describing one previous role that you have. The next day, you work on the about section. So that way, it's a lot more manageable and kind of easy to progress through as opposed to thinking of it as this huge, big chunk of time that is usually really hard for you to find if you're really busy. I want to take a break because we've talked about how to build that great LinkedIn profile that's going to attract people. And when we come back, I want to talk about how to engage the people that that your, your new wonderful page attracts. So stay with us. When we return, we'll continue our conversation with Anna Lokakova about with who is sharing her pro tips about how to network on LinkedIn. You can't have a career without a LinkedIn profile. An employer who can't find you on LinkedIn will assume you're not a serious candidate. In every job seeker needs a resume, you can't apply for a job without one. Are you happy with your resume? If not, talk to the professionals at Top Resume, our show sponsor. Since 2014, Top Resume has helped hundreds of thousands of people get hired faster, and it can help you too. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. In just two business days, you'll get a free review of your resume with personalized recommendations about how to make it better. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. With help from Top Resume, you can create a resume that appeals to applicant tracking systems and hiring managers. That's because the experts at Top Resume know how the robots work and what matters to employers. Find out for yourself. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. Now, let's get back to the show. We're back in the MaxList studio, and I'm talking with Anna Lokakova. She's a career advisor, speaker, and LinkedIn trainer. Anna helps people tell their professional stories on paper, online, and in person. Anna, you've got five great tips for how to network on LinkedIn like a pro. We spent the first half of the show talking about how to build that great profile. I want to go through your other four tips, because now that you're attracting people, you want to engage them. Um, and your second tip is to not just connect with others uh, on LinkedIn uh, through messages, 
but through the newsfeed. Tell us more about what you mean by that, Anna. Sure. So for a lot of people, there's always the big question, what do I write to someone I don't know, right? So it's a 100% cold message. And a lot of people hate that. So it's, you know, it's hard to find one person who likes cold calling or cold messaging. It's always awkward. And there are always so many unknowns. So before you get to that point, what if you actually look at your newsfeed and you start looking for opportunities to start those relationships and break the ice through the content that you see there. So let's say if you're following a few people who are thought leaders in your industry, whether they are local in the same location where you are, or maybe they are even in a different city or different country, doesn't matter. If they are in your industry, they are in your space and in that community. So you look at the posts or the content that they're sharing online, maybe it's videos, articles, short text posts, whatever it is. And then you um, provide your input by commenting under that content. And that helps you to expose yourself to those online conversations that are happening in the comment section. So what happens is anytime anyone looks at that post, especially if that post is getting popular, so there's quite some traction and you can see that people are liking, commenting, so that means that there's an engaged audience there. You want to be part of that conversation. And the more people look at what you contribute and how you can add value to that conversation, the more likely they are to, you know, maybe ask you a follow-up question or maybe just like your comments so that it moves to the top of that comment section. And that way you, you gain more visibility. So actually one of my clients uh, got an interview this way. So she obviously it took her some time to get that kind of uh, level of exposure and visibility, but all she was doing is proactively engaging with content that she likes about the stuff that is relevant to her industry and her profession. And one day she made a really great comment under a post and two people who were also part of that conversation, they messaged her, messaged her and letting her know that, hey, we really liked what you had to say about this. This is the same way we look at this. Why don't we talk about it? And then she landed an interview and then she landed a job offer. So if that's not networking, I don't know what is. That's a great story. Do you also find in the clients you work with that, peop that people target either companies or industry leaders that they want to build a relationship with and follow them on LinkedIn and, and comment on their material? Yeah, for sure. There's um, there's a lot of, you know, there are probably a lot of people that uh, that might have something interesting to say about the topics that you care about. So for everyone, it's kind of, you know, creating that list of target companies. So the companies that you ideally would love to work for maybe one day, even if it's not today or tomorrow and looking at the active users in that space. So again, if we go back to the marketing example, who are the thought leaders in that specific topic or that area of marketing that you are good at? What are they talking about? What are the main industry trends that are being discussed? So looking at all that and building up that newsfeed, because the more, again, the more you engage and the more you show some reaction to content, whether it's just a like or commenting or sharing that content, the more LinkedIn understands, ooh, this is the kind of content that this person enjoys. So I should show him or her more of, of, of similar stuff. So that way you actually populate your newsfeed with, with the stuff you really like. And that's, you know, a lot of the times people tell me, I don't even know how I can gain value from LinkedIn. Well, I engage with content every single day. And by now, 
it, this, like the minute I open my newsfeed on LinkedIn, there is a ton of value. But why? Because I, t- I talked to the algorithm. I literally told the algorithm, show me more of this. And anyone can do the exact same thing. How often do you recommend people go on LinkedIn during a job search? And how much time might they spend every day looking at the newsfeed? Um, well, I would say that definitely if you are actively looking, um, going daily is a good practice. You don't need to like, you know, devote hours and hours to this. You could start with maybe 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes sometime in the afternoon or before you go to bed. So that way you kind of break it up into two um, different parts as opposed to just, you know, one time entering thing. So that way it's, you know, easier to manage. And I'm sure that we all have those 10 minutes while we're drinking coffee in the morning or, you know, maybe before you used to check Instagram and you would spend 30 minutes on there. So now borrow those 10 minutes from Instagram. And I'm sure that Instagram will not be too jealous of that. So you borrow those 10 minutes and use it on LinkedIn. And the, the return on those 10 minutes accumulated over time could be, you know, greater than you can imagine right now. You mentioned a moment ago cold contacts, and that brings us to your third pro tip for networking on LinkedIn, which is to avoid reaching out to what you call 100% cold contacts. Why isn't that a good idea, Anna? Well, it's challenging, right? It's very hard to get the attention of a person who is looking at you and basically subconsciously looking for any possible reason not to react or to reject you, basically. And that's just how the human mind works. Something is unknown. We immediately look for reasons not to do it. So, and you you never know whether that person that you want to reach out to, are they open? Are they you know, welcoming to questions and are they willing to share some advice and some of their time? Or maybe they're a little bit more reserved and also not so proactive online. So before you think of reaching out to somebody, you know, 100% cold, what if you could find ways to to build a bridge that would bring you closer to that person? Maybe that's a shared contact that you have in common. Or maybe it's you engaging with that person's content on a regular basis. Because from my own experience, I can tell you that I share content very actively on LinkedIn pretty much every day. And I always know and remember the people who regularly show up and say something about the stuff that, that matters to me. And it's they haven't reached out to me directly. They ne- We've never met in real life. But because I've seen them five or ten times, now I, I kind of recognize their name. And if they ever do reach out, I will know and I will be way more likely to respond with advice or answer their questions. So that way you actually increase your chances of not having your message just ignored. Well, let's turn to your fourth tip uh, for networking on LinkedIn like a pro, which is to give before you ask. What do you mean by this? Well, a lot of the times job seekers um, reach out with, a, with, a, with an ask, right? So the whole interaction or the whole first-time conversation starts with, I need something from you. And then you're faced with the dilemma of, okay, am I able to give that person what they're looking for? Or do I have the time? Or do I have the resources? Or am I in a, in a good mood, right? So maybe you're just having a bad day and that happens to all of us. We're all human. So again, if you want to increase the chances of starting off of the right foot and creating that relationship long term, it's always great to make some kind of a gesture first. It doesn't need to be big. It could be just the fact that you 
uh, notice something about that person's profile that really stood out for you. Or maybe you, you know, found a resource that you know would be helpful because you've been watching that that person has, you know, referred to a certain trend or a certain topic five times within last week. So clearly they care about this issue. What if you find an extra resource and you send it to them and you tell them, hey, I've seen that you're really interested in this topic and I, I came across this article or this video or whatever, and I felt like this could be really useful or that could continue your conversation online about that topic. So that way you're providing value right off the bat. And that always, you know, creates a completely different dynamic and it actually gets the other person to appreciate you and they are way more likely to offer some help in return. So that way you avoid overwhelming them with, with, a, with a request when they don't even know where you're coming from and whether they are the right person to help you. And Again, this is all in support of a job search, uh, making these connections, building these relationships, and uh, it, it can lead to the introductions and, and the connections that can help you make your case to hiring managers. Um, let's talk about your fifth tip on your list of five, which is to make your ask simple and easy to do. Uh, I like this one a lot. Uh, tell me why you added this to the list. Honestly, because every single day I receive a ton of messages that are basically something like, Anna, help me find a job. So I don't know what kind of job. I don't know find where. I don't know what that person has to offer. I've never seen them in action, right? So I don't really know whether it's the right fit or whether I can recommend them or anything like that. So that ask is huge. And even if I did have the resources and the opportunity to help everyone, it just would be impossible. So if, you know, and again, we're kind of looking at the way to build that conversation. So it doesn't mean that you cannot ask for something down the road, but down the road is a completely different story. But when you're just starting that conversation, it's always easier to start with something simple and very easy to do. So ask a question that does not take more than one or two minutes to respond. An even better tactic is if you can give options. So let's say like someone reached out to me the other day and said, hey, I'm not sure whether volunteer experience counts as my exposure to a certain industry. Would you say, and then they had literally A, blah, 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 B, something else. So they actually gave me multiple, like a multiple choice test question. So I only had to get back to them with a, with a letter. I didn't even need to type you know, a whole long answer with many phrases or anything like that. How easy was that to do? Extremely easy. Anybody can do this, even the person who is the busiest person in the world. So that way, again, you increase your chances of starting that relationship. And then down the road, when the person is more comfortable interacting with you, when maybe you had a couple of conversations or interactions then you can take it, you know, to a, to the next level and then potentially you could start asking for more of a open-ended advice or some, you know, actual tangible help. Anna, what would you say to a listener who says, well, this is great. I understand the value of networking. My time is limited. I need to find a job quickly. How can I make uh, these, uh, this networking online as strategic as possible so that I can get the results I want and get a job quicker rather than later. 
Well, first of all, you need to have a plan. So that plan involves who you want to reach out to. So create a list of people. Then set weekly or, you know, however, whatever time period works for you targets. Maybe it's daily, maybe it's weekly. For some people, it's bi-weekly, whatever. But that way you, you, like, you have something to check off your list. So if this week I contacted five people in my space who have exposure to ABC or who have worked at those companies and those companies are interesting to me because that's the kind of companies I want to work for. So that way I make sure that, uh, you know, every next week I, I've reached out to more people. So that way I'm progressing through that. And I'm actually, that's how you start seeing results for, because for a lot of people, I know that it's always getting started. That is the hardest part always. And you think about this big task or this, and, and maybe you, like you said, you understand that it's valuable and useful and helpful, but you're like, oh my God, where do I start? This is such a big undertaking. Not really. If you have 10 minutes a day, and I'm sure that when you are actively job searching, you, you have even more than 10 minutes a day. You can do it. You just need to have specific people, specific messages, and you start checking that those items off of your list. It's been a great conversation. Tell us what's next for you. Well, what's next for me? Definitely expanding my own coaching practice. Uh, so I'm offering a lot of different services to job seekers, and I'm always excited to have people from different industries and kind of different worlds. So that always makes the job, you know, a continuous learning experience. Um, and the other big project that I'm currently working on is Job Search Secret Weapon, which is an online platform with resources for job seekers. And I've partnered with three other amazing career coaches, my colleagues, my professional friends, and just uh, wonderful people. And together, we're building that platform and helping even more people who need help fast and want to get hired sooner. I know people can learn more about your business and the Job Search Secret Weapon platform by visiting cvlabs.ca. Now, Anna, given all the great advice you've had today about how to network on LinkedIn like a pro, what's the one thing you want a listener to remember? The one thing would be get started. However overwhelming or um, hard it may look, it's not that hard. If I can do it, you can do it. So just get started. And once you do, everything will just become much, much easier from there. Do you worry about your resume? Get it reviewed for free by Top Resume, our show's sponsor. Find out what the experts think. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. And if you like this show, sign up for our free weekly podcast newsletter. You'll get all the resources mentioned and a transcript of the interview. Go to maxlist.org slash show notes. Again, that's maxlist.org slash show notes. Next week, our guest will be Chase Sterling. She's the founder of HHP Cultures. It's a consulting firm that improves individual and organizational well-being. It's easy to get discouraged while looking for work, especially if you're between positions. Chase and I will talk about how to avoid a downward spiral during a job search. Her tips include practicing gratitude, being resilient, and establishing a routine. I hope you join us. Until next time, thanks for letting us help you find your dream job.